Welcome to the Cross Tower Morning Market Color Call, Friday, September 17th. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst at Cross Tower. Kicking it off with the main news uh, this morning, Coinbase filed an application with the National Futures Association on Wednesday to register as a futures commissions merchant. The company is registering as Coinbase Financial Markets Inc. According to the filing, Coinbase said it is the next step to broaden its offerings and offer futures and derivatives trading on its platforms. The tax section of the three and a half trillion Build Back Better reconciliation package has left the House of Representatives Committee responsible for ensuring revenue. The House Ways and Means Committee which is responsible for legislation that involves taxation, voted to approve an amendment, including a new subsection that adds digital assets to rules on wash sales and so-called constructive trades. Finally, the U.S. Treasury Department is preparing a report on stable coins and their potential risks to the financial system, according to a Bloomberg report on Thursday. Uh, they're planning to present this report to the President's Working Group for Financial Markets, although it's unclear when the Working Group plans to meet. The team of top financial regulators, including Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Fed Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, and SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, along with other regulators, last met on July 19th when Treasury staff presented their approach to this report. With that, I'll pass it over to our head of trading, Chad Steinglass, for his take on the market this morning. Good morning. Thank you, Martin. Uh, this morning, we're seeing a little bit of uh, consolidation, continued consolidation um, in Bitcoin, or you know, just below the 48,000 level, and a little bit of a sell-off in ETH. This morning, we just traded through the options expiry, the crypto options expiry, and this afternoon, we've got... Uh, the U.S. equity markets options expiry coming up. So there might be some volatility associated with that. Uh, we traded through the crypto expiry with a little bit of a sell-off and then a little bit of a rebound. Um, you know, I, I expect there to be some continued chop and maybe we'll pick up a uh, more of a real direction in crypto markets over the weekend. In the uh, macro world, uh, the story of all week in, in the Asian region has been um, China continued uh, fear of increased regulation. Uh, the casinos are the uh, are the sector that are in the crosshairs right now. Uh, but also a lot of talk about uh, the, uh, the the big kind of a real estate investment uh, investment firm Evergrande, and it. Uh, People are talking about it that it could be China's Lehman moment. Um, you know, a lot of a, a lot of uh, personal wealth and speculation and leverage in the uh, in the housing sector in China. Uh, now, this is something that is not new. Uh, people have been talking about Evergrande for months, uh, but it seems to have kind of reached a, a frenzy this week. Uh, however, last night, for the first uh, for this night in a while, we saw a bounce in Chinese equity markets. Um, so we'll see if there's just a little bit of uh, uh, some relief there. Maybe people are starting to to think that you know China won't let this be a, a Lehman. Um, we had uh, CPI data out of Europe this morning, uh, came in in line, but there's a report in the Financial Times uh, suggesting that the ECB could start to raise rates before the end of 2023. Uh, the ECB is pushed back against that. However, that caused a bit of negative uh, bias in, in selling pressure across across assets, um, you know, crypto included, uh, when European markets opened this morning. However, we're seeing a bit out of the U.S. So, uh, 
you know, the last uh, two trading sessions, we've seen, um, you know, a strong bid for risk in the afternoon after a little bit of a morning pullback. Um, you know, I'm going to be looking to see if that continues. So I think there's still uh, some short covering and, and generally a positive bias in, in U.S. macro risk right now. Um, and I'm, you know, I think that that, that will uh, lend some support to crypto as well. Back to you. Thank you, Chad. Let's pass it to Catherine now for some more market developments. Thank you, Martin. Tether has released a statement saying that it doesn't hold any commercial paper issued by the Chinese real estate Evergrande. Using Tether's most recent assurance attestation dated June the 30th, 2021, the spokesperson said that the vast majority of the commercial paper held by Tether have an A2 and above rated issuers. The latest attestation report showed that commercial paper and certificates of deposits make up nearly half of Tether's assets worth approximately 30.8 billion. Binance's CEO has acknowledged in a TV interview that Binance Global's decentralized operation with no headquarters does not go down well with regulators. Binance has now come to the realization that for regulators, they will need to be centralized. CZ went on to explain that for their centralized exchange business, Binance would need to have a centralized entity behind it with clear cap tables, clear, in clear investors, proper board, proper government, very transparent KYC and anti-money laundering policies, as well as risk controls. An NFT auction on the Mitso token launchpad built on SushiSwap has been exploited with an attacker making off with roughly 3 million in Ethereum. SushiSwap's chief technology officer tweeted on Thursday that anonymous contractor has injected a malicious code into Mitso's front end in the supply chain attack. He added that they added the link to the Ethereum dress that showed approximately 865 Ethereum being transferred on Thursday. SushiSwap has identified the hacker and has asked FTX and Binance to hand over the hacker's KYC information and stated that if the funds are not returned, then they will file a complaint with the FBI. As Skybridge is planning to launch a new ETF according to a filing with the SEC, the new fund is called the First Trust, First Trust Skybridge Crypto Industry and Digital Economity Economity ETF, and it aims to invest 80% of its net assets into companies working within the crypto industry and digital economy. The rest will be invested in shares of financial and information technology companies, with the fund having no exposure to Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Skybridge also announced at the SORT conference that they have raised more than 100 million towards the newly announced Algorand Fund. The firm also announced that it currently holds roughly 700 million pounds dollars worth of crypto assets. Avalanche has raised 250 million in token sales to institutional investors led by Polytrain and Three Arrows Capital. The raise will be used to boost decentralized finance activities on the platform and to support new enterprise tools. The fund will also facilitate grants, token purchases, and other forms of investments for projects seeking to build on Avalanche. Abra has raised 55 million in a Series 3 funding to develop a new offering geared towards high net worth individuals and institutional clients. The, found, the, the, the round was led by Ignea and Blockchain Capital, and this brings Abra's total funding to date at over 85 million. Um, some mining news. Greenidge Generation Holdings said that it will buy 10,000 um, 10, crypto mining machines for its planned expansion to, in the South Carolina facility. The new unit will offer an additional one exohashes of capacity, and the company plans to expand to 500 megawatts by 2025. 
And finally, the Southeast Asian nation of um, Lassos uh, has currently changed its policy on September the 9th, authorizing six companies to trade and mine Bitcoin in a trial run while the government begins to draft regulations about its use. And that's all the news that I have. I will pass you back over to Martin. Thanks, Catherine. Turning to the crypto Twitter front, uh, looks like head of product at NFT marketplace OpenSea, Nate Chaston, has resigned following allegations of insider trading. Uh, it's really the talk of the town on Twitter. Um, allegations were circulating on Twitter showing transaction receipts from Ethereum addresses involved in front running NFTs on the OpenSea website, which appear to be tied uh, to him. OpenSea released a statement acknowledging that one of its employees purchased items that they knew were to be on the OpenSea front page before they appeared there publicly. The company said it has implemented new policies to, to prevent this kind of activity from being repeated. And according to Coindesk, uh, the employee in question uh, has resigned. It's also a lot of excitement on the Thor chain front. Um, looks like trading activity is has been re-enabled on the Binance uh, BNB chains uh, on ThorChain, uh, marking the, the first real recovery step to the network um, after uh, you know, trading was halted earlier in the summer following a series of hacks. And with that, I'll pass it back to Chad for any closing remarks. Thanks. Uh, looking to the week ahead, the biggest thing on the horizon for next week is the, uh, the Fed meeting and Fed announcement on, on uh, rates decision. Uh, on Thursday, uh, the conventional wisdom is that there won't be any uh, any specific taper news right now. The market is pricing in that we're going to get some um, some real taper news in November. Um, you know, some of that is comes off the fact that uh, CPI uh, and inflation data came in a little bit lower than expected uh, earlier in the week, um, and. As far as the, uh, the, you know, also watching for anything, uh, of course, on the stablecoin news, on the uh, from from a regulatory perspective, as as you were saying, but uh, mainly, you know, I as as I mentioned, I expect uh, a bit of a chop going into the weekend, and I'm looking to see if there's any um, any trend that'll uh, you know emerge over the weekend to see where we start off on Monday. Uh, and one last uh, thing. Uh, reminder that on Monday at the close, MicroStrategy is being removed from the S&P Bitcap Index. So the uh, the S&P Trust that uh, that runs that ETF will have to sell those shares as a at the closing uh, mark on Monday. That's just kind of the way the index rebalance works. And any passive investors and passive mutual funds that track that index will have to do the same if they want to be able to uh, you know keep tracking the index. So this is not a surprise. This has been known for a couple of weeks and uh, MicroStrategy has underperformed a bit. Um, you know, definitely underperformed Bitcoin ever since that news was announced that, that this would be happening. Um, but this could potentially be a, a volatility event uh, for Bitcoin just because so many people do use MicroStrategy as a proxy for Bitcoin. And, you know, there's a fair amount of, of trading of, of, you know, long Bitcoin and short MicroStrategy or vice versa, depending on whether, uh, you know, people think that it's trading at a premium or a discount. So as that as that gets removed from the index, that, that could cause, uh, you know, a, a couple little moves as people kind of unwind some of those trades. 
Thank you, Chad. And thank you for listeners for tuning in. Please follow Crosstower on YouTube and our socials for more of this content. Thank you.